Okay, so first of all, first of all, the the breakfast and the uh, and the learning sponsored by Zami Tritel Shkayer for that for Eloi Nishmas Shleim Zalman Ben Binyam Zev. Okay, so Shem Shavan Aliyah and all levels. Okay, so so uh, last week we started sort of a, a general introduction to Nevi'im, and we had a discussion about Tar Nevi'im Eksuvim, these different levels of Nevuah. With Maishar Benis Nevuah and other Nevi'im. And then you have what's called Ruch HaKadosh, which is what Ksuvim, how Ksuvim was written. And so I, I figured, you know, Laman Shleima Se'ini, in order to complete the sugya, we'll spend a little bit more time talking about Ruch HaKadosh a little bit, and, uh, and we'll see where it takes us. There's a lot of, a lot of very interesting uh, avenues we could go with this. We'll see. We're probably not going to be able to finish everything today. So maybe, maybe tomorrow after Shachris. Uh, it's also 9 o'clock, so maybe we'll, we'll do the, the second part tomorrow. There's... Um, because we have to talk about, you know, I, I, it's a random, I get a lot of these questions a lot of, uh, you know, going to like hypnosis type of things and figuring out, you know, uh, different types of therapies and energy stuff, you know, like things that are not so concrete, you know, uh, these things allowed, how do these things work, is it in the category of Ruch Okay, so I have to work it through, but just as a little bit of, uh, just to sort of get back into the topic. What we, what we mentioned last week was, just to sum it up, like what Ruach HaKadosh is, vis-a-vis Nevuah. So, basically what we explained is, is that Nevuah is where the Navi is, it's not about, obviously information is transmitted to the Navi, for sure. Transmi- uh, information about the future, information about the present, information about what the person should do, advice for Klai Yisrael, going to war, not going to war, these in Yana. But the, the focus is not the information itself. Really what Nevuah is, the ex, is the experience that the Navi has of being attached to the Rabbani Shalom, that level of Dvekas to the higher world. And automatically, in that experience, information is transmitted. But the, the main focus is not the information itself. The, the example I gave was like, uh, the Navi is transported to like a level of DNA. So yeah, in the DNA you have all the details that will eventually come from that piece of DNA. So the guy will have blonde hair, black hair, red hair, it's coming from DNA. But the Navi is shown DNA. That's the, that's the universe that he's living in, in that place of origin, of where everything comes from. Mamela, if you know DNA well, then you could automatically, it becomes clear what's going to come from that st- strand of DNA. So the, by the Navi, the information, the actual practical information of you, yes, go to war, not go to war, is not really shown to him in that way. He's, he's seen a vision of reality in its, in its most spiritual uh, origin point. And Mamela in there is contained, you know, uh, what will eventually translate into go to war or not to go to war. That's Nevoah. Ruch HaKadosh is, 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 is when you take away all the spiritual uh, experience of Nevoah and you just isolate the information itself. So that's what Ruch HaKadosh truly is. Ruch HaKadosh is basically Nevoah, but just the informational side of Nevoah. That's what it is. So instead of the, the person, the Baal Ruch HaKadosh, being you know, taken to a higher dimension and seeing visions and all these things of, uh, of where everything is coming from in its spiritual origin, the Baal Ruch HaKadosh is sitting here, having a conversation with someone, and just feels this flow of knowledge enter into him, and the knowledge is the practical information that would eventually come from a Nehua experience. So instead of, uh, so you could ask the Navi, should I go to war or not? Yes, the Baal Ruch HaKadosh, should I go to war or not? And they'll both give you the same answer, which is, let's say, yes. But they're coming from a very different experience. The Navi, he's getting to that answer by being taken to a much higher dimension. 
And in that higher dimension, automatically, uh, truths are obvious, are self-obvious self, sort of from that origin point. But the Baruch HaKadosh is living on planet Earth, and he's just being given that piece of information. Now, the information that's given to the Baruch HaKadosh, as we mentioned last week, is because it's, it's sort of a Nevoah-level knowledge, just without the, you know, the, uh, the uh, experience of Nevoah, so it's with a tremendous amount of depth and understanding, and he'll know every ramification that's going to come from going to war. He'll know everything about the topic. But that's what Ruach HaKadosh, in its truest sense, is, is the information of Nevuah without the Nevuah experience. That's really what Ruch HaKadosh is. And we mentioned last week that technically speaking, that level of Ruch HaKadosh, which was the level that was used to give us Ksuvim, all the things we find in Ksuvim, that technically is still possible these days. You need Derech uh, Klal. In Chazal we find, um, just uh, outside the person himself, two stipulations. You need Eretz Yisrael. You have to be an Eretz Yisrael, that's Aleph, even without a base of but you need Eretz Yisrael. And number two, the generation has to be worthy of having someone being a Baal Ruch HaKadosh. That's what Ruch HaKadosh in its truest sense is. We mentioned last week at the end is that even if a person doesn't have that level of, uh, of Ruch HaKadosh, there's, uh, there's sort of borrow, then, then there's like the borrow term Ruch HaKadosh, which is like a person that has a tremendous amount of, of clarity, Tremendous amount of siyat deshmaya. Uh, you go to him for, for advice, and just he seems to know things that other people might not. Is it technically Ruch HaKadosh? Probably not. But it's what we call Ruch HaKadosh. It's an intense level of siyat deshmaya. And we mentioned last week some of the reasons why that would happen. You know, whether it be, um, whether it be because Tzadik Geyser, Kadosh Baruch HaMakayim, or maybe it's in the schus of, of, uh, of the amuna that people have in the person. All sorts of different explanations. But that's sort of the... Uh, that's sort of the, um, whatchamacallit, the uh, borrowed term or sort of, uh, you know, extreme level siyad deshmaya, what we'll call Ruch HaKadosh, but it's not technically Ruch HaKadosh. Okay. So what I want to talk about t- today for just a little bit, and, and tomorrow we'll continue with this, today is going to be more the conservative side of the discussion, you know what I'm saying? Uh, which is like, how, how do you know to go, like who could you go to, you know? Uh, uh, so let's, let's uh, whether it be real Ruch HaKadosh or the borrowed term Ruch HaKadosh. What is the person, is it possible, let's put it this way, is it possible for a person who's a complete Amaretz, right, who uh, is not necessarily super duper God-fearing, is it possible for such a person just to have, like, clairvoyance, for him to have uh, knowledge about things that other people wouldn't have? Could you go to such people? Is that, uh, you know, what you call a Kabbalist, you know, these types of things? Is that, is that okay? Is that, first of all, is, is, is it possible, such a thing, or are they just charlatans, Right? And uh, if, there, if it is a real thing, is it allowed? Okay, so let's, let's work it through. Let's work it through. That's also, that's, that's going to be part of the discussion too. So when, why, what types of questions should, should you be asking these things? Okay, okay. So let's work it through, okay? We're going to start from the very, very uh, basic. Okay, like I said, today is going to be more the conservative view, and then maybe tomorrow we'll, we'll you know. Yeah, all these things, palm reading and... Uh, Forehead reading and uh, all, all all these things, all the all these types of things that that uh, can't be that we, we can't explain how these things work. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, uh, again, it's it's a very open-ended discussion, and I, I want to get there. And there's a lot of avenues we can take. But um, so let's start from the very beginning. Like, we'll, we'll start from the very beginning. In Chazal, we find again it's it's a conservative approach, but we find in Chazal that the person again, what we're going to call this guy. Uh, what does it take to have Ruch HaKadosh? Again, when I say Ruch HaKadosh, I mean 
whether it be like the general Hakadosh or the borrowed terms. But you know, you know what I mean when I when I say that. So siad deshmai, whatever you want to call it. So in Chazal, we find that that to have what we call ruch Hakadosh or this extreme level siad deshmaya, we find a little bit of a steer in Chazal what it takes. Okay, what it takes. In other words. We, we'll see in a second, for sure in Chazal we find the person has to be what we would call a tzaddik. Right? It's not going to be like this random person who happens to see visions. That's, that's what we call Meshigna, right? That's not usually the way it goes. <laughs> but in Chazal we do have a stira whether the person has to be a Talmud Chacham or not. Does the person have to be a Talmud Chacham? Or is it enough that they're just a religious God-fearing Jew? Is it possible to have a religious God-fearing Jew taka being a Baruch HaKadosh without being a Talmud Chacham? And the truth is, historically, there's been cases of, of, of certain tzaddikim, even that, uh, again, you could always say that, like, really, he was a secret Talmud Chacham. But there are, there are, we have stories of tzaddikim that we consider tzaddikim, I'm not going to mention names, we consider tzaddikim, that in that, in that kufa, it was known that the person wasn't necessarily the biggest Talmud Chacham in the world, but the, guy was, but the person was a big tzaddik. So is, there, is it possible? So take, we're going to go a little bit out of order. If you take a look at Maramukha number four, okay? There's a Tanad Velio. It's a relatively famous medrash in Tanad Velio. And this is Elyonavi talking. Elyonavi says, I testify, I bring heaven and earth to testify. Whether it be a man or a woman. Whether it's an Evid or a Shivcha. So Yichas, irrelevant. Uh, gender is irrelevant. Depending on the mycin that the person lives with, in other words, if they're, if they're a God-fearing Jew and they keep Torah mitzvahs, the level of their mycin toivim, kach ruch to that degree, they could have ruch ha-kadosh. So El Yonavi's telling you, he's pretty, you know, he should be an expert in, in this field, El Yonavi's telling us that Torah is not, is not the vicar, even though the Mishnah, we all know the Mishnah says, ein ha-maritz right? So you can't really be such a uh, perfect person in mitzvahs unless you have some level of Torah. So we're not talking about like a complete ignoramus, otherwise the guy doesn't know how to keep Shabbos. But we're talking about, do you need to be a Tamil Chacham, a Gagodl B'Torah? Elinavi is saying no. Elinavi is saying no. And the truth is, um, I didn't bring this down, but the Medrash then continues to actually give an example of this with uh, Devira. We know Devira was one of the Nevias of Kla Yisrael. She was a Shefeta. She led Kla Yisrael for a certain Tkufa during the times of the Shaftim. And her husband, says in Pasuk, Devira Eishas Lapidois. That was her husband's name, was Lapidois. And, uh, and it's clear from the Psukim that both of them, she was a Nevia. And even her husband was uh, a Balruch HaKadosh. They were a Chash of a couple. And El Yonavi in the Medrash explains, and what Tzchus did Lapidois have that he became a Balruch HaKadosh? And the major says, not because he was a big Talmud Chacham, would I, probably we're, we should be like a Talmud Chacham, like he wasn't, but he, he, said he was not a big Talmud Chacham. And what schus was it? So he said he was a, he, he was a very big, he had good mice and toivim. What was the mice and toivim in particular? So it's interesting. The major explains something particular. The major says that he was the one that donated uh, the wicks. For the, base of, for the Mishkan at the time, and he went out of his way to make them thick and expensive and chashev, like that was, his, that was his thing. Which is an interesting point, by the way, and, and, and Elianabi makes a point, he says that not only was that just such a beautiful thing that he donated such beautiful works for the Mishkan, he did it l'shem shemaim, he did it l'shma. So this is what you see in the Medrash, uh, just another point, which is that if a person is a, is a Yorish shemaim, a Baal Maisim Tov, he does good deeds, it seems also that what's necessary is that at least something he should do l'shem shemaim, he should do l'shma. This is a little bit, uh, rem, uh, uh, reminds us of the famous sheet of the Rambam. Okay, the Rambam holds that in order, for, it says in the Mishnah, right, every Yid has a portion of Elam Haba. The sheet of the Rambam is 
that in order to access your portion of Olam Haba, you have to at least have in your credit, one t- at least one time, one mitzvah that you did in your life, purely the Shem Shemai. The Rambam holds that's a pshat when we say Rechanai ben Akash Aimer, that Rechanai ben Akash said, Hashem wanted to give us a lot of schosim, so he gave us a lot of mitzvahs. So the Rambam says, Shkayach, you give us a lot of mitzvahs, that means a lot of avers too, right? A lot of more opportunity to mess up. So what type of schus is it that we have 613? Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Give us uh, 10. and you know, we, So the Ramah says, no, the Peshat is that with, with 613 mitzvahs, that's now, there's enough room for every single year to find their niche and to find their mitzvah and not, their opportunity to do L'Shem Shemayim. And by doing one mitzvah L'Shem Shemayim, that's your Pesach to Olam Haba. So that's the sheet of the Ramah when it comes to Olam Haba, that you need one nice uh, you know, L'Shem Shemayim. The Kabbalah disagree with that. But al Kaponim, in terms of Ruch HaKadosh, the measure seems to be saying that. So generally a person could be uh, a very Erlacha from God-fearing Jew, but says the measure, but you need that sort of one Maisa Mitzvah, that's L'Shem Shemayim, to sort of get you over the edge to become a Baal Ruch HaKadosh. And the example is Eishas Lapidas. <clears throat> By the way, there's other examples in the Svarim of certain mitzvahs and certain aspects of, 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 of mitzvahs that are, are Mesugal for Ruch HaKadosh. Um, Ratzelik talks about this a lot, and he says that one very big Indian is uh, is kedusha, Nyanik kedusha, Shmir Sinayim, and Shmir Sabris. We know that by the uh, the Babu Sali, he used to say that it's a tradition in his mishpacha that their kaiches come from a number of nakudas, but one especially is Shmir Sinayim. And Ratzelik already writes that. So, but this is all in this category of what we find that you don't have to be a tamar chacham, just. Uh, a God-fearing Jew, a, a very, you know, a, a holy person, but not That's one camp. On the other hand, we find in Chazal the opposite, that no, a person has to be Talmud Chacham in order to have Ruch HaKadosh. If you take a look at Marmach number five, so there's a, a famous b'risa of Rapinchas ben Yoyer. Okay, Rapinchas ben Yoyer is one of the Tanoim. And there's a famous b'risa that he wrote, that he said, which was sort of a, a ladder and a mahalach towards eventually Ruch HaKadosh. Right? That's, he gave 10 steps in Avadis Hashem in order to eventually lead you to Ruch HaKadosh. The whole thing from Mesil Sisharim was built on that. So what's step one? So it's interesting. Mesil Sisharim, which is built on this uh, ladder of Rapinchas Ben Yar, the first rung is Zahiras, of being able, which Zahiras means uh, not to do Averis, to be Zohar, to be careful with mitzvahs. But the truth is, in, in, in Chazal, when this b'raith is brought down, that Zahiras is not step one. The first step is Tyra. Tyra, Rapinchas Ben Yar said, Mevladeh Zahiras, and then v'chulu v'chulu, but Torah is the, is the beginning. And there's a number of places in Chazal indicating this, that you can't get Ruch HaKadosh unless you have Torah, unless you're a Talmud Chacham. Beyond just, you know, basic knowledge of, of, of halacha, we're talking about, you need to be a Talmud Chacham. There's uh, other examples like this. So that's a, quite, that's a good question, even within this category that you need Torah, how much Torah? Okay, that's up to the Rabbanu Shlalem. We do have, we'll get to this, we do have examples of people that had Ruch HaKadosh, even though they were not the, the G'dayle Hadar, but they were Tamid Chachamim, you know, again, there is, we'll see about this soon, there is definitely a, 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 um, an inborn Nitiya, and uh, what's the word, talent is not the right word, but an inborn potential for capacity for Ruch HaKadosh that some people have more than others, that's for sure. And the question is, how do you unleash that in a healthy way? Again, with the prat that we're going to have to see more in depth maybe tomorrow, exactly how this works. But you definitely have, you can have one, in other words, you can have two people, let's put it this way. You can have two people, both Yidden, right? 
and they're both uh, God-fearing Jews, both Tamidich Chachamim, and one person is Zaychet to have Ruch HaKadosh, and the other person is not. Why? It could be many reasons. There could be Zchus uh, it could be all sorts of stuff, but uh, part of it could be just sort of the natural capacity for this person is more inclined to have this uh, ability of, uh, of, you know, this, a perception of a sixth sense type of quality. And the question is, what we're learning about is, okay, so what do you need, what are the avoidance that a person has to have in order to make sure, first of all, to allow that, you know, uh, uh, to allow that experience of Ruch HaKadosh to come in in a way that's healthy and, and holy. Because we're going to see in a second, if, if, you don't, if a person doesn't have these qualifications, then, you got, then there's a serious concern that it's coming from an unholy place, as we'll see soon. But, but uh, so again, so how much tire, how much mitzvah, that's up to God, really. Again, there's a lot of variables, but just in concept. You have the medrash and Tanah del Yo, all you need is Maisim Taivim. And then you have the Bryce of Pinchas Benyar and other places too that you need Tyra. So that's a little bit of a steer. Which one is it? Okay, so Tzadik in uh, Tzidkas Tzadik, it's in a few places, but in Maramoka number six, so Tzadik in Tzidkas Tzadik in Peace Kuf Peites deals with the steer. And he says, okay, to Dina, he says like this, mini Really, when we talk about Ruch HaKadosh, there's really two different types of Ruch HaKadosh. There's two different types. There's two different levels of, two different types of Hasagas Elokos, of understanding God and experiencing, you know, uh, the Rabbanish and and and, 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 uh, and Ruch Nias. There's two different levels. Achas Mitzad Habriya. One, the way our Tzadik describes it over here, is Mitzad Habriya, is, is, is an awareness that comes from the Rabbani Shloylam relating to the world as a creator. In other words, being able to know things that other people don't in terms of creation, like what's going on uh, in this person, what's going on in that part of the world. A certain knowledge about reality, there's a certain level of understanding that a person can have, mitzar habriya, makir shiyesh bayre, and the person has this awareness of the creator. V'zenik or Maisebrachus, that's called in this context, he calls this Maisebrachus, workings of creation. Cause and effect, like people are able to, to see like behaviors and patterns. Yeah, and these types of things that you could pick, and, 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 and the Baal Ruch this type of Ruch HaKadosh is a Ruch HaKadosh of, of being able to uh, know things in, in, uh, in reality, things, things of this world that other people might not know. Bez, there's another type of Ruch HaKadosh, Mitzad Hanhaga, Mitzad Hanhaga, what does Hanhaga mean? This is another level of Ruch HaKadosh to know what the Rabbana Shalom wants of you. In other words, when, 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 if a, there's, a, there's a certain level of, of, of clairvoyance, of transparency, where a person is able to know certain things that are yes or no, uh, facts on the ground. Is this true or is it not true? Is, uh, you know, what, where are my, you know, I lost my keys 20 years ago, where are the keys? You know what I'm saying? So you go to the Baal, they go to the Mukubal, and he'll tell you where the keys are from 20 years ago. Is it? A certain facts. Okay, that's a certain level of Ruch HaKadosh. But then there's another level of Ruch HaKadosh of, it's not a matter of facts, it's a matter of like, what does the Rabbani Shalom want? What's, what's Ratzon Hashem? What's Ratzon Hashem? What does the Rabbani Shalom want of me? So, so I, you know, when you want to know what the Rabbani Shalom wants, you go to Shulchan Aruch. But as we all know, Shulchan Aruch doesn't necessarily tell you every single scenario. And even if it's not a question of halacha, cut and dry, us or mutter, it's like, is this the right thing to do or not? What does the Rabbana Shalom want? Could I, it's not clear whether it's, whether it's, 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 it's definitely two, my two options of your left or, or right, they're both mutter. The question is, Lamaisa, what does the Rabbana Shalom want? And that's another type of Ruch HaKadosh that a person might need to be able to give over not just knowledge of, of, of reality, but to know what the Rabbana Shalom wants and what's Ratzin Hashem. 
So it says for itself, these are two different types and two different levels. The second type of knowing Ratz and Hashem and being able to guide people in terms of telling them what the Rabbanu Shalom wants of their life, wants of them, that's called Maisim Merkava, the workings of the chariot. And that's how the Rabbanu Shalom is fearing the Velt. Not just as a creator, but just and also know, knowing how to guide the world with Baratz and Hashem. Yeah. So the truth is, you're right, Rav Tzaddik in other places also mm-hmm. mentions that in order that another huge um, uh, 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 mitzvah, or whatever you want to call it, that a person can have to be zaycha to Ruch HaKadosh is Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Chazal would say Simcha Shal Mitzvah. And what is Simcha Shal Mitzvah? So Rav Tzaddik defines Simcha Shal Mitzvah means a calmness and a serenity in life that's coming from one's Amunah Bitochem. So having Amunah Bitochem, Rav Tzaddik says, is also a huge school, I guess you could call it, to have this Ruch HaKadosh, but we'll see, it's the first type. Yeah, I mean, school is the wrong word, but like, yeah, to, to open the person up to yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So Bayes is built on Aleph. But you'll see in a second, this is what he says like this. These are two levels of, of vision, of understanding. And it goes back to the Ovis, and their connection to Rabbanu Shalom, and Maishu Rabbeinu's connection. And he explains, it's, uh, we didn't bring it down, but he explains that the Ovis HaKadosh, obviously they were Nevi'im too, but if you compare the Ovis to Maishu, the Ovis gave us the, 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 the mechanics and the Neshama to be able to perceive a deeper truth of the world. Just like Avraham Avinu discovered you know, mitzvahs from looking at creation, he saw there was a... He, he saw deeper, he saw deeper. So from Avinu, the Ovis, they give us that ability to see things, like uh, to, to know what really is going on in the world. And then, but Moshe Rabbeinu is a different level. Moshe Rabbeinu is not just knowing reality. Moshe mm-hmm. Rabbeinu is not just there to tell you where your keys are from 20 years ago. Moshe Rabbeinu is going to tell you what the Rabbanishal wants of your life. And it's, it's sometimes it's not a matter of knowing the Mitzias. You know all the Mitzias. So the question is, but what direction should I take? Like, we're, like what is, what is making, what's going to make Hashem happier, to go left or to go right? That you need a Moshe Rabbeinu. So he says, like, the Yevshelah Sogazu, and this level of Maisha Rabbeinu, right, is Elo Mishahub Talmachacham. That's where you need Torah. So, in other words, the way your tzaddik answers this theory is that these Chazals are talking about two different levels of Rochakai, they're different types. When El Yonavi said that all you need is Maisim Taivim, and you don't necessarily need to be a Talmud Chacham. That's talking about a level of Rochel Kaddish to let a person know, uh, to be able to, to know things that other people don't know, like, uh, you know, f- facts. But when you're talking about getting advice from someone in Hadracha, and like what I should do, what does the Rabbanishal want of me, and so on, that's when you need to, the person needs to be a Talmud Chacham. And if a person doesn't have, the, doesn't have Torah behind him, a high level of Torah, then he's not going to have that clarity of a Moshe Rabbeinu. And he says, The understanding of the Ovis, the Ovis means every Yid. That's possible for every Yid to, to, to work on themselves, to have enough mice and taivim, like the husband of, of Devira, to be able to have Ruchot Kaidish, even if they're not a Tamil Chachim per se, but these are the different uh, possibilities. So, this is what we find, again, by Ratzadik. Uh, Ratzadik uses this, by the way, to answer a number of contradictions also. For example, that Tanad Velio, that Medrash. So, the Medrash said, uh, El Yanavi says, I testify, heaven and earth should testify. Gender doesn't make a difference. Ish, Ish doesn't make a difference. Yichas doesn't make a difference. Evet v'shevcha. So Ratzalik says, I don't know, it's not so posh. We have other chazals that seem to say that if a person is not a miyuchas, it's very hard to have ruch Not impossible. Not impossible. Like Onkelis, 
was a ger, right? And uh, he didn't have yichas, but he certainly had Ruch HaKadosh, he gave us Targum. So it's definitely possible without yichas. But we do find in Chazal, for example, there's a Gemara Kedushin, the Gemara says, that, uh, that a, a huge prerequisite for for Ruch HaKadosh is to be part of a Mishpacha that's Miyuchasas. So even though, again, like I said, it's not impossible without it, but it's definitely, it's not like Bain Eva Bain Shechet. Elyonovi's making it sound like it doesn't matter at all. Other places, it seems that it does matter. So Tzadik also uses the same, the same technique to answer it. We're talking about two different things. When you're talking about Ruch HaKadosh of knowing facts, okay, the Yichas doesn't matter. But when then we're talking about a Moshe Rabbeinu type of Ruch HaKadosh of knowing Ratzon Hashem and guiding people accordingly, that's when you don't need Yichas, like, you know, it's, it's not impossible without Yichas, but it certainly helps. Certainly helps. That's what Sadiq says. Okay. Now, if a person doesn't, if you if if you have a person who uh, claims to know these things, or even if it seems that they do, and they don't have these qualifications, the person's not a Talmud Chacham, and the person's not necessarily uh, you know known for his Maisim Taivim, then uh, you have to seriously, seriously be concerned for no, for a few things. First of all, it could be the guy's just not a faker. Okay, and there's plenty of that. Or it's coming from the person might not ha- might have a natural uh, 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 way of um, uh, what, what's the word? Um, it, 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 there's a, what's the word in English? Uh, not clairvoyance, but like to to be mashiach to to intuition. The person might have a natural strong sense of intuition, and they could read people and things like that. So it could be coming from a natural place, or God forbid, there is such a mitzvah. It's in supplying nowadays too. There is such mitzvahs where a person can have kaiches coming from the sitra and the person can have a long beard and payas, and the person can have an institution behind them, and they themselves might not realize that it's coming from the sitra but it is. And we'll see about this more, maybe more tomorrow, how this works. But that same shefa that's coming down from the rabbinish Shlagam to this person, if it's if you know, unless the person has Torah, Yerushalayim techniques, holy disciplines behind it, making sure that that Shefa always remains holy, then it could very easily, very, very easily be taken in a negative place and the Sitra could get a hold of it. And the person could also have information and knowledge about things, but not only could you not fully trust it because it's coming from a Sitra but it's damaging to follow that person's advice. Now let me give you a few examples in, in Jewish history of mamish big tzaddikim that uh, certain signs that they saw on other people to know whether it's a sitrach or not. Take a look at Marmok number one. This is from a Sefer Simchas Haregel. It's from the Chidah, one of the Sram from the Chidah. So he quotes a mice over here. It's following like this. Ishech Tzenua. There was one modest person. Tzenua, in other words, by the Chidah, means a uh, God-fearing Jew. Uh, what, what would seem to be a very Erlechayid. Mm-hmm. And it was said about him, that he had a magid come to him, a malach, a magal, a rozen, revealed secrets. He was one of these, uh, you know, a bal ruach Yisrael. And the chidosh says, and the mamish gedolim came to go visit him. Rabbani ha'ir, heimaro, and they saw what this person was about. Came to mo, they're mamish astonished about this person's kaiches. Shayam resaydes from the stars, would say secrets and hidden things. Okay. And, you know, words started to spread from, even from the Rabbanan, because they were mamish misbal from this person. I don't know who this person is, but the Chidah calls him uh, an Adam Gadol, this Rabbi Yosef. Okay. The Kai Anam. So they, and then I guess the question was asked to this Rabbi Yosef, like, how do we know if this person is, uh, is legit? So the Kai Anam, this is what he responded. He said, go and see. He said, go look, how does this person eat? 
That's the person. You go look at his achila and see of all things. They shivu, and they, they, I guess they investigated and they responded. Yadanu, and they said, you know, he makes brachas, he eats everything kosher, but Yadanu shu'aychel harbe yoyser misharvini adam. He has a good appetite, he eats more than the average person. He's a little bit on the heavy side, he eats more than the average person. Hey shivu lehem and this Rav Yosef Kaiva answered, Imkain, ein sarach bedika, v'chipas, that's the end of your, your investigations, you're done. Pume machim alay, his own mouth is testifying against him. Kim sitrachar, that's coming from a sitrachar. Da kedusha in a shayar ba'adam shaykhul harbe. Kedusha is not going to reside on someone who uh, just eats so much. It doesn't work like that. It's nice. I don't know who was living at that time. Yeah. The Taz, I think. Was. They walked in and walked out because he was leaning in a very comfortable position while he was seeing you. Anyone who's so, who's with the shechina, Right, right. It's an amazing thing. You see this, the sensitivity to that. By the way, that's where you find Reb Tzaddik, that when he talked about Kedusha's Hainayim, we know that Kedusha's Achila and Kedusha's Hainayim are very bound to each other, very connected to each other. We find this in many places in Chazal. Um, you know, the, the mouth and the eyes are connected. So when there's a Begam in one, it's usually a similar that there's a Begam in the other. Another example is, uh, this is from the Sfardim. You know, you would think the Sfardim more inclined to these Inyanim, but nevertheless, the Chida threw this guy out. In Marmokka number two, this is from Rav Chaim Velozhner. Rav Chaim Velozhner, we know that one of the main swarm of Kabbalah from the Vilna Gain is a peerage that he wrote on uh, Safed Esnei, so one of the sections of the Zayar. So Rav Chaim Velozhner, his great student, wrote an introduction to the Groz Sefer. So in the introduction, the uh, Rav Chaim Velozhner brings down the following Maisa. Vilna, in the city of Vilna, ish, there was a person, Ish Chaylem Chaloyim, he was a, a dreamer, he, he had visions. Chaloyim Esneiroyim Mavilem Kol Shaimov. This person had dreams about people that would mamish, uh, people were in a spell from. Okay? You know, this, uh, I don't know if these things probably happened, like there was no like movies, you know, in the film. No, there's, no, there's no distractions, you know what I'm saying? So the, 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 you know, what you do, you, on Matzah Shabbos, is that you go to this guy and, you know, the guy has dreams, whatever it is. He would tell people the conversations they had. He would tell secrets about what they're doing behind closed doors. People were mamish terrified of this person, it was a pacha. So Rechaim Belashen said, this person was brought to the Vilna Gaon, to the guy. The Amr Lai Rabbi, and it's interesting, this uh, dreamer, we'll call him, says to, to the guy, and he says, Rabbi, Hershuni Lai Merdav Echlefnechem, do I have permission to uh, say something to you? So, fine, so, I, I guess the guy said yes. And the dreamer said like this, he said, Kizesh Shavu Aim, he said, I know that two weeks ago, B'yoyim HaChemishi, on a Thursday, Yishav Tembezeh Mokim, you and, and the Talmidim, sat in this specific spot. The Chidash Tembeparshis Hazinu, and he said a chiddush in Parshas Hazinu. I'll ice and vice him sukim on these uh, particular sukim. He says the Yoshev Etzlachem, and this this dreamer said, and I know that sitting beside you, Rashbi Miyamin, Varizal Mesmol. Rav Shimon was on your right side, and Varizal was on your left side. Okay, and the guy was was amazed by this person. He was Mesmol. Ma'ayin Yodi Lodisha said, how could a human being know such things? He's not Mesmol. Okay. Now it's interesting. Evidently, it seems in the Maisa that the Vilna Gaon was not looking at him yet. He was sort of looking down, maybe in a safer, I don't know. But after this uh, revelation, so hates its bifnei balachalaymanal. Then the Vilna Gaon gazed at this person, hated the hikir, and recognized just by looking at his face, shubal marishchara, that this is a person who's inclined to depression. He's not a simcha dekiyid. And again, he totally got to get this guy out of here. In other words, from the sitrachah. So another sign. You can, again, this guy, he, he was revealing such things that the Goyen was nispal from. But the Goyen saw that it cannot be coming from the side of Kedusha, because Kedusha will only reside in a place of Simcha, in a Yid that's Besimcha. And he, again, the Goyen, with his eyes, he was able to tell that this person had Marish Chayra, 
It can't be from the, the side of Kedusha. We have many, we have, the truth is, it's interesting, from the Vilna Gaon, we have many stories like this, of where people, uh, you know, crazy stuff is going on, and the Gaon uh, was able to discern whether it's Kedusha or not. Take a look at Maramukha number three, is another Misa from the Sefer Keser Reish. Another Misa with the Vilna Gaon. He says, There was a Navi in the city of Kovna, you know. A Navi, I mean, not Mamish Navi, but uh, one of these people that, that said things. So Omar Agra, when the Gra heard about this, again, even without being present over there, the gun was able to know that Al Tatmeyu, he said, don't be nispoiled from this. Kizesh shade cotton. It's a shtickle it's a shade. It's a little shade that the, that's in this guy, and it's not coming from the side of Kedusha. The Gazer Olive, and the Vilna Gain was Geyser, Shalo Yagiroi, that he shouldn't uh, say anything, anything more. Vishasa Kamashuas, and because of that, this person in Kovna. You know, had nothing to say for a few weeks. After a few weeks, the guy began to say things again. The Gazra of Agra, and over here the Gra was more stark, and he made a Gazer that his words should not be heard anymore. The take of Saruach Ma'olav, and just mamish instantaneously, this Ruach, whatever this Kaich this was, was removed from the person. And the guy went back to being a regular, a regular person. So, like I said, these are examples of where. You had, again, a, a level of, of, of knowledge that the Vilna Goyen was Nispal from. Or in the case of the Chida, where Rabban, he calls them Gedali Yisrael, were Nispal. But because there are certain th- simonim that the Tzidikim have, whether it be Simcha or Achila, Kedusha Sinayim, these Inyanim, like it's, but it, it can't be coming from the side of Kedusha. And then if it's coming from the Sitra Achra, as we'll see maybe tomorrow, there could be Yisrael involved in de- dealing with people like that. It definitely could be damaging to you, to... It's not a good thing. I'll give an example. Um, this has actually happened last week. This is, a, this is already a, a Kleina a Zach. There's, um, I'm not going to use names, obviously, but there was, a, there was a, um, a couple. They have a son who's uh, like 11 years old or something like that. He's a little bit, a little bit of like socially awkward, a little bit. And he has a hard time in school like making friends, you know. So the mice to show you, a couple of weeks ago, it was like this, that um, in recess one day, the kid was, in, was outside, whatever it is, uh, walking around, and he saw a little pigeon. Okay, so the kid's a little bit, you know, funny, so he was following the pigeon. And he eventually found that the pigeon had a, a nest, like maybe behind the school or whatever it is. And he realizes that there was like, he saw that there was uh, a nest with eggs in it. So the kid's like, okay, shluch okay. So he, uh, go, so he goes to his rabbi or something, or the, yeah, he went to his rabbi, and was all excited, oh, he found the nest, and for the rabbi's credit, the rabbi, made this, he, he, the rabbi wanted to use this as an opportunity to get the kid a little bit more social with, with, the, ki, with the other kids in the class, so he made this whole thing, oh, you know, let's say, Yankel found the nest, he's going to do you know, a whole big thing, whole big production, and Baruch Hashem, the kid was so proud of himself, and all of his friends were like, oh, Yankel, that was so cool, you know, it was a very, very nice thing, okay. Fine, nothing wrong with that. Uh, the next day, uh, the mother, she's, uh, she likes going to these types of people, you know? And so there was a visiting Mukubal. So uh, she goes to him, and she gives the names and all this, and she, she's talking about her son, and she says, and you know, she's so proud of him, he's so happy, he just did Shulach HaKain yesterday. So this uh, person looks at the name, and he's like, you have to tell your son he wasn't yet to the mitzvah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the mother bird. It was the, the father. And so the mother, she's a she's a tamimistic uh, person. The, the rabbi says to do so. So uh, she goes and tells her son the bad news. You know, uh, you know, it wasn't your mitzvah. And he's like crestfallen. This whole thing. You know. So listen. For, it, 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 does the guy know what he's talking about? I don't know. Maybe was he the kid? I, I don't know. Was it the father bird? I'm not sure. 
but I could have one thing. The guy's not a tzaddik. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, and this is already, and this is already, and this is already a small little nothing. You have much, much worse meisim, much, much worse meisim with people like this. But let's. I'm saying, Lulu the guy knew. The guy read the the the, the word. He saw the name, and it was revealed. He knew that the kid was not yet to It was coming from the sitra of kedusha. Then there's no way a tzaddik would would. Uh, you don't have to say that. The, the same way that you could read on the paper that the kid wasn't yet to how about reading the kid's little tzibrachin and he's a little bit of interaction with his friends and he feels a little bit better about himself now. No, that's right. No. This guy, Vinyashas, I have to prove myself to this woman and I have to show that I'm a. All these inyanas. It's, uh, it's not coming from the side of Kedusha. This person has to be very careful with these things. Now, the truth is, one, one last uh, Indian, then we'll stop with this tomorrow. We'll, we'll make, yeah. By tomorrow, we'll, we'll talk about more. You know how this works, and a little bit more examples of um, of of having knowledge, super, supernatural knowledge. That's uh, you know in in ways that it maybe our mother and things like this. We'll talk, we'll talk about that tomorrow a little bit more. Um, but one last nakuda that it is important to mention: all of this that we're talking about is bederach klal. That's the general rule for a person to have you know ruach on a constant basis. You have to have the Torah avoda. Majregis. It is, there is such a phenomenon, though, and this is important to know, there is such a phenomenon that, like a, like a one-time deal, there is such a thing for a person who's not technically worthy of being a Baal Ruch HaKadosh to be given certain amatana once in a while, if something clear to them and they feel is very strong. There is such a thing of once in a while. And the, the, the greatest example of that is what we find in, in Chumash already with Bilam and Lavan. You have people that are Mamash Roshayim, right? And they're given Nevuahs. So the truth is the Rajba, there's the Chuvas Rajba, last bar and we'll see this. Uh, the Rajba and Chuvas in Tafkuf Memches, Mchelik Aleph. The Rajba was asked about uh, also a person that was claiming to be a Navi and Yanam you know, like this. So the Rajba says, uh, yeah, again, we have to be a Tzaddik and a Talmud Chacham, these Yanam. Then he says, but there is such a thing as just sort of the, the one time exception. Shekvar Metzinu, he says, we do find Lavan, Avimelech, with Avram and Sarah. Gidon was one of the Shaiftim. Chazal uh, already say Gidon, again, Halavai, we should be a tzaddik like he wasn't a tzaddik. But Chazal say that Gidon was not necessarily the biggest tzaddik uh, of the generation. And still he was a Shaifit and he had Ruch HaKadosh on occasion. Umanayach, the father, uh, Vishtai, the, the parents of Shimshon Agibor. Also, Chazal say that Menoyach was an Amaretz. The Chazal call him an Amaretz. Um, which, by the way, it's, it's one thing on the side. Menoyach Ligmar says they called him an Amaretz because the Pasuk says that he went after his wife. You know, his wife walked and he followed after. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. It's not Sneas. An Amaretz. The truth is, what's interesting is, is that um, this is completely on the side, but the, in the Kavanis of the Rashash, when it comes to Achila, the kavanas that we have from Ari and the Rashash, when it comes to Achila, there's, there's a whole system of kavanas that's called kavanas menoyach. Kavanas menoyach. It's certain gematrias and Shem Sakdashem that are connected with the name menoyach. And the reason why it's called that, it's, it's, on a simple level, is because the, the, the Shem Sakdashem somehow are revolving around the name menoyach. But the reason is because this, the, the menoyach, the father of Shimshin, was the one through which that these kavanas were revealed in the world. I don't know, that's not Amaretz to me. That's pretty. Uh, that's yeah. the Menoich was holding by such a thing that he was Megala Kavanis of Achila, in particular. So uh, this is a discussion that the Kabbalim have that when the Gemara says in Amaretz, yeah, you have to know what Amaretz means. It's Lavdavka, where the Gemara is trying maybe to hide hiding certain inyanim. So my point is that when the Gemara calls someone Amaretz, it's not always what we would call them as an Amaretz, but 
The Gemara does say that about Menoyach and his wife. Balkalponim, you have these examples of people that had Ruchah Kaidish on occasion, and uh, they, don't, they didn't seem to, to have deserved it or earned it. So says the Rajba, the Rajba himself, The truth is, you're right, that could happen, it could be uh, for a moment, it could happen. But Tzayrach, for a particular Tzayrach that Klai Yisrael needs, where the Banashim just wants to show how amazing he is, like the, like the, the, the donkey of Bilam, right? So the Banashim was trying to show, uh, to show that how, 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 you know, how he could break the world. Shafilu us in Bilam, even the donkey of Bilam. Rasa Malch saw a vision of a Malch. But there should be a consistent level of clairvoyance of understanding Ruch HaKadosh. That's not possible unless a person fits these categories of uh, Tyra and Avaida. Now, but as I said, we'll just end with this. As I said, well, how much Torah does a person have to have? Who's, who's to determine how much Yerushalayim they have? It's very, very, very hard to know. Very, very hard to know. We have stories of, by, from the tzaddikim, very big tzaddikim, we have stories of even little children having levels of Ruch HaKadosh that, and it was accepted to be from the side of Kedusha. Uh, now, obviously, these kids were very holy, and uh, they were involved in, in, in learning. Were they the Gedali Hadar and Tara at the time? No. Were they the biggest uh, Bali, Messias, Nefesh, and Avaida? No. But there is, like I said, there is such a thing that, that, a, that a certain Nishamas, and we'll see about this tomorrow, have a predisposition to these Kaichas. And if that person is given certain uh, holy disciplines, and they're, they're, they're strong on their level of Torah and Avaida, then yeah, it's possible for them to have Ruch HaKadosh even at a, at a young age. There's a fam- one of the probably most famous examples of this was the Kamarna Rebbe himself. Uh, the Kamarna Rebbe, already from the time that he was young, five, six years old, was uh, Baal Ruch HaKadosh. People would come to him, tzaddik, other tzaddik would come to him for advice and things like this. And his uncle, Rebbe of the Chavar, saw what was going on, and he went over to him and put his hand on his head and took the Kaichas away. He took the kaychas away. He says, I'm holding this as a bikadin until you get older and you'll be able to get it back. But it wasn't a Shiloh that was coming from the Sitrach or Chasr it was coming from Kedusha. Because they understood that this Neshama is a holy Neshama. And the kid is involved in uh, holy Avaidas. Okay, so you put that together. He's a Baruch HaKadosh. I'm not saying, so it's not a matter of like age or anything like that. But again, that's why it's a little bit hard. It's, there's a lot of gray in this. That's why I'm a big believer in uh, Kalah Yisrael sort of having this... Uh, sort of intuition of knowing who our tzaddikim, who our gedolim are. And uh, anyone that's not in that category of like tzaddikim that are known, then you have to really, uh, you, have to, you have to be more, you have to be discerning. But Bez Hashem, tomorrow we'll talk about more uh, details in, in, in terms of practicality with this.